Hello and welcome to the CEO Blindspot Show, where leaders lead leaders. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Boyana Achowski, Secretary General of Gas Infrastructure Europe, which is actually the association representing the interests of 70 European gas infrastructure operators in 26 countries that are active in gas transmission, gas storage, and LNG regasification. So welcome to the show, Boyana, and thanks for joining us all the way from Brussels, Belgium, which I know is the heart of the European policymaking. True. Thank you very much for this uh, very comprehensive uh, presentation of what we are doing as an association and of myself. Thank you. Well, and as you know, the show is about CEO blind spots, which, which could be the blind spots that you're really good at and don't realize, and some blind spots as a leader that you might have struggled with. And you know, you have become very successful very early on in life. And I'm, of course, curious, what do you think are some of the reasons that you have kept getting promoted, including where you are now? And I know you were also selected as a chair at one of the other companies that you were with before. So kind of give us a feeling of what is a reason that you think that you've done so well in your career? Well, actually, I think being a very consistent of what you're doing and actually I would never say for myself, I've been ambitious. I would always say that what happens to me was actually an unplanned career in energy. I didn't graduate that, so it was not something I was really thinking when I was student to, to become in this particular field, but as happened, I was actually very much into a completely new field and completely walking totally blindly within what was happening to me. So what was really important and what was driving me was the idea of um, being responsible of the role that was given to me. Because I actually entered the energy business already on, on kind of a high level position because of my international background that I was having before with international relations and also very much on, on the policy area that I was working for. So I actually entered the energy field and it was completely new for me. It was very difficult energy. So it's a very difficult field. So I was really driven by the idea I should not felt. It was really important for myself. Mm -hmm. And then step by step, day by day, I actually, it's already been 10 years. So you're becoming really an expert. But the most interesting part from this story I'm trying to tell is that I was given a possibility to lead people already from, from day one. And the big challenge here was the fact that all the people I was supposed to lead, so there were more than 10 people on that time, going back many years ago, all of them were being a better experts than me. So that was really a huge challenge. <laughs> yes. So not only did you enter a male-dominated industry in energy, but then you were promoted to managing people and it was i think it was 12 people from the start who all were exactly you, you could say more experts than you so as a leader how did you manage that well it was not very easy but then i totally understood i have a little bit of a, a natural a leadership uh, really skills in me and and that was when i'm reading now books in relation to really leadership I, I really realized that i was like lead it myself by natural feelings let's say so many of the things i'm reading now i was like really feeling myself already really walking blind 
within this. So what is really important is that I was trying to create a trust and I was really trying to create and emphasize very much on personal relation to people. Now, there are a lot of approaches that will say that managers should have approach to the whole people in the team. But as I was in specific situation, let's say, I try to really understand from which person from the team I could get this particular expertise and this particular topic to discuss. And also, thus I also understand that I'm getting more into the personality of a specific person. And I also managed to understand that you really need to understand which are the different talents and the strengths and also the, say, the weak parts of people. So you can really personalize how to ask, where to ask, and also to be able to understand what kind of deliverable at the end you will receive. So let's say this personal approach was very much important to me. And this is something that still guides me when we are talking on managing people. Yeah, so you, you really did do uh, customized or personalized leadership. And does that mean you had people take also personality assessments or did you just figure that out on your own, what they were like? No, we didn't, we didn't do such kind of assessment. That could be probably very easy. As I said, I was really doing this myself and yeah. um, I very much like on observing people, observing characters. And then you're really managing to, to, to guide yourself on to how, to how to manage people. So what is really important is that building trust sometimes very often requires thinking about leadership from a new perspective. So let's say the traditional leadership narrative all about yourself. What is your vision? What is your strategy? And your personal talents, your charisma, and your difficult moments of courage and instinct. But I would say that the leadership is not only about yourself. It is about uh, understanding and empowering other people as a re result of your presence and about making sure that the impact of your leadership continues when, let's say, when you're not around. Mm. And probably that's an interesting idea when we are talking about the specific times now with COVID, when you're not necessarily all the time together. Right? Yes. Have you managed that in a remote scenario? Yes, and actually that is working really very well because when you're putting a lot of energy of working with people, because I must say that my career was, of course, a result of what I was doing myself, a result of, of the network that I was developing, a result of the way that I'm interacting also with the other executive people around me, uh, the way I'm working with the board uh, that we are having. But that's the one side of having a career. The other side is, uh, the other aspect is really how you're managing and interacting with your team. Because what is yours as an expert is one thing. But being a successful as a company, let's say, this is very much based on people and their talents and what they're able to achieve together, right? Mm -hmm. So I understood that once you're really developing and dedicating a lot of time of spending with people and creating a, probably a little bit more of, of personal relationship, knowing the people, then in situation like that, you see that I'm actually now observing a, a very well-managed machine. <laughs> yes. say people who are completely in a different parts of Europe. Uh, so 
We have people working from Romania, from France, from Brussels, uh, from the Netherlands, myself, from Bulgaria. So we are used to working so well together. I know the discussions with many of the people from my team, let's say, who is doing what and how we can put the picture together. So it's even not necessary anymore. Of course, it's easier when we are all together because there is not that much time to, to write emails and to try to, to manage the processes, but it works really, really well. Yes. Well, back to your point, you've developed trust and you understand each other now. Having said that, how does that work when a new person starts? In a couple of months, you will have a new president. And so how do you figure out how to onboard someone during COVID times in a way that works? And have you yourself had to do that? Well, actually, having new people, it's, it's a different story. Because sometimes you can be very much impressed on the interview. I had times when I was so impressed by someone in the interview. And yeah. I was sure that these people could become, let's say, my right hand in the team. And you are putting so much trust. And then in a couple of months, you are completely disappointed because it simply doesn't work. And this is a sad story, right? Yeah. Then you have, of course, another story is when I had an interview where the person was looking so much uh, young and not very serious. And then it's becoming the best team player in the team. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it's uh, it's also a matter of if people's interest. Sometimes there are people who are really not that much into the job. So we did actually a process in the interview during COVID, and then we have a new employee since May, I would say. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> so we are working completely, let's say, from distance. It's a matter of spending a little bit more time on discussions, of course, but being very clear of what you would like to achieve and what are the goals and how that could be managed. And of yeah. course, if you're lucky enough to be quite bright on the selection criteria when, you, when you're yeah. actually choosing these people, then the result will be very proper out. Yeah. And indeed, we are going to have a new president, but actually, we probably must be someone who are coming from a member company. And in any case, there will be new for us. We have to do new approaches. Yeah. I am very much actually excited to move forward for this. Well, one of the blind spots that's a positive that I could see about you is how quickly you adapt. <laughs> have you ever had a blind spot that has been a struggle as a leader? Of course, I mean, being a leader, it's not an easy way. What was happening in my situation is I was always trying to create a lot of close relationships with people, like on the perspective of knowing them, knowing their background, knowing a little bit what they have on their plate and let's say why they're reacting in specific ways. But then, uh, of course, you realize that on one point, being a leader, it's of course there are this uh, unsleeping nights when you're trying to understand why a specific person from the team cannot really coping with the others and then you really try to understand people that much i would say that i've been there and it was taking a lot of emotionally that was also quite quite an experience for me nowadays i don't really react this way i try to understand them now i'm more more clear and tough <laughs> yeah so maybe the way you caught your blind spot was that you either came close to burning out or had symptoms of burnout so is that how you now catch yourself or is that how you caught yourself back then to go you know i need to take more of a step back and see how i can do things differently 
Absolutely, because actually burnout, it's a process. It's not only in my specific case, it was not only being a leader and manager. It was not only about leading people. It's also your performance as a, as a person on the path on your career. It's a time that you are really investing on, on your work. It's the way that you're interacting with everybody. And so it's a complex and a long process in a way where you find yourself completely being exhausted on one point. So I actually managed not to get there because I start to realize on one point that something is completely wrong. And then, of course, you start to a little bit get more interest on, on all the processes that you start to oversee yourself. It's very, very important that you actually understand what's going on, right? Yes. Um, so now I think I'm very good on pointing out exactly the blind spots where you can fall to this trap. And yeah. I'm happy to say that this is something not for me anymore. Fabulous. Well, I do appreciate you being willing to share that because I think there's a lot of leaders who are dealing with this right now. So as we start to wrap up the show, what advice or what insights do you want to share with people about bleeding effectively and not burning out? Well, first of all, try to make sure you know them quite well. You know what they would like to achieve. You know their strengths and you know their weak points. So they the work that they are good at. Try to make the people happy and try to make people on trust, on having trust on themselves because this is the best way of making them believe Mm. But on the other side, make sure that they know very well that you're demanding, that you're very tough, and that you're very clear. And also try to make sure that um, the way that you're managing your career is also something very enjoyable. Because if that is the thing you're enjoying, let's say, managing people, you're invest a lot of time on your career, but not consuming all of your life and your making sure that you're happy, that will probably make sure that will you'll kind of stay away of burning out. Wow, that's a timely message during this time. Thank you very much for that. And then on a different note, I know that the organization you represent is for European companies and you've been involved in really looking to see how you can shape the future of energy there. And I know there's some talk about hydrogen technology and other things. Is there anything that you want to share with American energy companies? Well, the Europeans are very much developing now this green deal where we are trying to make the most use of all the different sectors in energy. In Europe, we fully believe that hydrogen is future. Europeans experimenting a lot, let's say, of the, of the level of the hydrogen that we can put in, in our pipelines, including of what is feasible to be stored in the gas storages, and we are also working very much now in concepts of which extent um, hydrogen is also feasible to, to be transported by LNG and also LNG. So a lot of innovative solutions will come and we'll be able to share soon. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for being on the show, being willing to reveal how you discovered this burnout factor that so many leaders right now are dealing with. Thank you very much for this uh, wonderful opportunity and having a possibility to talk to you and answer your very interesting questions. 
Well, my pleasure. And if people want to know more about your company and the difference you're making in the world, I'll put it in the link, but it's gie.eu.